Welcome to the Holistic Performance Podcast, expert commentary on a range of health and performance topics. Welcome back to the Holistic Performance Podcast. Today we're looking at the oft-debated topic of do we need carbohydrate before training? And providing guest expert commentary today, we have Dr. Eric Helms, a world-renowned authority on strength, power, and body composition. Eric is a contributor to the Holistic Performance Institute and is a research fellow at AUT. And we also have Dr. Mickey Willardin, an endurance athlete, uh, someone who is an expert in women's health and the application of realistic strategies, and who is also an endurance athlete, so has an insight into how to fuel for that type of performance. So without further ado... Onto the show. Pre-exercise carbohydrate is generally going to improve performance, uh, but it does require some context uh, to understand uh, when it is and why the answer is, quote-unquote, generally going to improve performance. Um, while there is relatively good data on endurance training, uh, there is a systematic review with meta-analysis uh, on b- b- by Pochmuller, I'm probably mispronouncing that, but P-O-C-H-M-U-L-L-E-R, uh, and that came out in 2016. It's titled "The Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis of Carbohydrate Benefits Associated with Randomi- Randomized Controlled Competition-Based Performance Trials." And they found that in a subset of their systematic review, uh, specifically on trained male cyclists, uh, that there was a potential ergogenic benefit of carbohydrate supplementation, uh, especially when exercising for longer than 90 minutes. Now, that's an important distinction. It seems that uh, there needs to be a certain amount of time spent or a certain amount of volume performed, which I'll get to in a moment, uh, before you're likely to see a benefit from acute carbohydrate Uh, supplementation or consuming meals rich in carbohydrate. Uh, And this probably has to do with the performance itself needs to be glycogen depleting or heavily rely on carbohydrate metabolism. Or it might have to do with the degree to which you are uh, going into the exercise bout uh, glycogen depleted. Now, the reason why I provide all those caveats is that the similar statement isn't as clear when you discuss resistance training. So I had the, uh, the fortune of being one of the authors on a 2022 meta-analysis um, by uh, Andrew King, who is one of our PhD students at AUT. Uh, the Ergogenic Effects of Acute Carbohydrate Feeding on Resistance Exercise Performance, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. And this was a pretty cool meta-analysis because we looked at a lot of sub-analyses. We performed a meta-regression. Uh, and generally, we systematically reviewed and discussed qualitatively a lot of the research in this area. And one thing that's clear is that acute expressions of power output or strength, say a 1RM test or seeing how high you can jump on one maximal jump, are not going to be impacted acutely by what you eat, carbohydrate or otherwise. Uh, And for the most part, the only finding that was consistent in our meta-analysis was that the volume performed might be positively impacted in a resistance training session by having carbohydrate beforehand. There was actually a standardized mean difference. Uh, It was a moderate effect size for training volume uh, in in groups that were actually consuming carbohydrate in a pre-workout or even intra-workout format. 
However, when we looked at subgroup analyses, we found that the duration mattered and the standardized mean difference was significant only for sessions that lasted longer than 45 minutes and also in cases where there was a fast duration, meaning someone had not eaten prior to being enrolled in a trial where they had pre-workout carbohydrate for eight hours or longer. And then in addition to that, the meta-regression indicated that the number of maximal effort sets was also a moderating factor for the likelihood that carbohydrate would benefit performance, but not the carbohydrate dose or load used. So this seems to be, uh, at least for resistance training, similarly to what I mentioned with cycling, heavily impacted by how much volume are you doing. We also noticed that there was a larger effect in studies uh, where the lower body was used. So that's larger muscle groups, more energy expenditure per repetition performed. So if I was to speak to a bodybuilder or a powerlifter or something like that, uh, I would explain to them that, hey, you know, this might be especially important to have some type of pre-workout meal or at least not be training in a fasted state uh, if you're doing a a challenging high-volume leg day. Um, However, there is a potential benefit of eating prior to training generally, but not specifically carbohydrates. And this has been shown by a series of studies by Naharudin where they were doing uh, sets of bench press and squats, reasonably high rep, um, with a reasonably high effort, uh, four sets apiece. And they found that whether you were consuming a placebo meal, which I know that sounds strange, or an actual meal, seemed to result in the same performance. And the study that showed this best, the study by Naharudin, where they kind of had this sludge (laughs) that they concocted uh, with artificial sweetener and compared it to one that was actually sweetened with... uh, with carbohydrate, and both seem to perform better than placebo. And it seems to be through other trials where they compared liquid carbohydrate to solid carbohydrate, um, that or semi-solid carbohydrate, I should say, that the semi-solid actually per- outperformed the liquid. And they also measured uh, sensations of appetite and hunger in both of these trials. And indeed, they found uh, that at least for these lower volume, eight total sets types of resistance training sessions that Naharudin examined, that it may actually be that there is some type of gut-brain connection that impacts performance. And essentially, you just don't want to go into your training sessions hungry. So if you're doing a relatively low volume resistance training session, or perhaps if you're training and you're not training for 45 minutes or longer, or 90 minutes, even doing endurance training, the actual composition of your pre-workout meal may not matter so much per se, uh, but more so that you have one and that it successfully blunts your hunger. But if you are training for a longer time period or doing a high volume of lower body exercise, especially first thing in the morning after you've had an eight hour long uh, fast from sleeping or longer, then it might actually behoove your performance to have a meal containing carbohydrate. Uh, But the, the total amount of carbohydrate does not need to be huge, at least for resistance training. That was Dr. Eric Helms, who made some great points about when carbohydrate might be beneficial for performance. So for example, in endurance sport or endurance activities over 90 minutes in duration, uh, in other activities that are highly glycolytic over maybe 45 minutes in duration, and especially so when those activities are performed in a fasted state where there's been greater than three hours between your last meal and the exercise session, and especially with exercise bouts that are using large muscle groups like the legs and back. Now we're going to hear from Dr. Mickey Willardin, who puts this into perspective and provides some applicable ways that we can think about this and apply it. In short, carbohydrate taken shortly before exercise 
can help fuel the subsequent session, particularly if it is highly glycolytic, as in it is at an intensity that requires carbohydrate as a fuel source. And this is particularly so if someone is potentially following a lower carbohydrate approach or they are exercising in the morning before any food. And so essentially, otherwise they would be fasted and their liver glycogen stores would be depleted. So that's where, so it's essentially for performance. That's why you would take on board carbohydrate pre-exercise. So two downsides that I can think of with regards to pre-exercise carbohydrate. Firstly is digestive distress, particularly in an area that I'm really familiar with, endurance exercise. I think the stats are about 86% of endurance athletes will experience GI distress through uh, taking on board carbohydrate in and around training or competing. So if someone has a sensitive gut, then taking on board pre-exercise carbohydrate uh, can impact negatively on subsequent sort of performance or training. And the second one really comes down to the goals of the session. If someone has a goal of upregulating fat oxidation, of helping increase enzymes that are important for those endurance adaptations that rely on nutrient signaling or lack thereof, such as AMPK, then taking on board carbohydrate can suppress those enzymes, suppress fat oxidation, and they're not going to meet the goals or outcomes of that session. So those are the two reasons where there could be some downside to carb ingestion. If someone has a performance goal where they need to hit numbers such as power numbers, they have an interval session for running, or they need to get the most from their workout with regards to the performance, then I would recommend pre-exercise carbohydrate. So if performance is a goal, then that's where we know that it can be really beneficial. Two situations where I wouldn't recommend carbohydrate pre-exercise, one would be if you have a gut sensitivity and your performance is impacted negatively by taking on board food before exercise, you are probably way better off doing it fasted. And the second situation would be if you're trying to upregulate fat oxidation and the enzymes that are associated with improving fat oxidation and those endurance adaptations, then pre-exercise carbohydrate, particularly for those shorter sessions, is not a good idea. What I would say though is you can, this becomes a bit of a washout if that session is particularly long and research has shown that the longer the duration of the session, the less impact that consuming carbohydrate before that session will have on increasing that fat oxidation rate or impacting negatively on that fat oxidation rate. The other caveat or the other thing I would add is that better you're able to burn fat, so the more metabolically flexible you are, the less important it becomes to restrict carbohydrate before a session. So I definitely uh, think individual variation plays a massive role in what I would recommend someone take before a session. You know, if it's you're getting up super early in the morning and just getting out there, even like a banana, would be totally fine to have. Um, other people really are completely fine getting up, having a full meal, 
and then going out and training. Like it re- there is just so much individual variation for this. Uh, sports drink could be a um, sports drink or fruit juice could also be options, particularly as I've mentioned about gut related issues. If you have problems sort of stomaching food, then that can be a really good option for some people. So Banana, that's such a classic cup, uh, sort of athlete food, right? Um, sports drink, if you can't stomach anything, you just need that sort of quick glucose. Uh, also, of course, you know, toast and jam, like that's pretty simple as well. Again, it's super individual. In summary, if you have a performance outcome or a yeah, particular training metric that's important for you to hit during this workout and your workout is of high intensity, and requires carbohydrate as a fuel, then that is when carbohydrate is most beneficial. However, if you have gut-related issues that, and you're really sensitive and your performance would be negatively impacted from taking on board carbohydrate before a session, or you are working on a phase of fat adaptation where you want to upregulate your ability to burn fat and that requires depleted glycogen and the absence of carbohydrate, then that is when I would not recommend taking on board carbohydrate before a session. So just one more thing, I think. It's so individual as to what's going to work for you or for your client. And oftentimes we get super clinical, we go deep into the literature, we try to find the best possible scenario based on what that sort of body of evidence might tell us. But you cannot lose sight of how important it is listening to your client and getting their individual experiences and letting that inform just kind of future recommendations. Like our body of evidence, if we only relied on science for our body of evidence, we would we would pull up short as practitioners almost every single time. Our clinical experience has to inform sort of what we do next with other individuals. And certainly, I mean, those of us who are really experienced know that, but, you know, if you're just new to it, don't dispel that as well, because that is um, super important. Mickey makes some great points about when carbohydrate might be beneficial, but also about the individual variability and how carbohydrate supplementation can be beneficial, but it really depends on your habitual diet, your conditions, your personal preferences, how you feel, and a range of other factors. We've compiled a short document on this, which summarizes a lot of the available research. So make sure you check that out. And make sure you check out our future podcasts for other guest commentary on a range of health and performance topics. Thanks for listening to the Holistic Performance Podcast. To find out how to become a registered health coach, accredited sports nutritionist, or registered clinical nutritionist, go to holisticperformance.institute.